Love Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Welcome to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. As always, it's a pleasure to be with you on Thursday nights. After big moments in Big Brother Week, we go live 11 p.m. Eastern, and I couldn't be more happy to be here with you tonight. And what a big night it was. I'll tell you what, man, let's just, before I even go into anything, Michelle survives two evictions. Polly survives an eviction. Bridget's at home. Well, she's in the jury house. Envelopes are open tonight, two of them to be exact. And Michelle and Polly still stay intact. How did we get here? Go with me, folks. We're going to go through the story of this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about everything that happened. But first, before we do that, but first, uh, I got to tell you, our partners over there at Morty'sTV.com and TVFanForums.net. You know, they're partnered up with us. They're good friends of ours, always putting together great spoilers and talk. Always got the best news, always got the best things going on over there, so please go see them and let them know Sam sent you. I would appreciate it very much. I get 10% off on all things that I get from there. I think I buy a couple of Morty's T-shirts. I'm just kidding. I don't get a discount. I should, but I don't. And, you know, look, go over there. Have a good time. You'll meet other people. You'll make some friends. And every season that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, more people join up, and people love to talk about the spoilers and what's going on. Of course, there's the Big Brother after show. We, we talk about everything that's gone on this week, things that we think are going to happen next week, all the drama-filled stuff that sometimes doesn't happen but did happen this week. We talk about our opinions, and, of course, we do our power rankings. And we're going to talk a little bit about this Big Brother uh, all-access thing that's going on. You know, they released a news release finally saying, hey, look, we're going to renew 19 and 20. And everybody was like, yeah, hell yeah. And then for a minute, everybody kind of just stopped. The celebration was like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't 19 supposed to be on all access? And then they kind of tell us, well, we're still going to do all access. It's going to be a 10-week thing. Listen, I have no idea. I would love to hear your thoughts on Twitter. Uh, do you guys think that this is going to be just maybe some small kind of, I don't know. I hate to keep saying all-stars, but it's an odd situation here. It sounds like they're putting together some mini Big Brother thing online, and I don't know now that 19 is going to be a full season next summer, 
I'm not sure what to quite think about this fall thing coming in, and I don't know what you guys think. Please tweet me and let me know. Uh, we did have uh, two big Twitter questions. And, you know, as always, on Twitter, we have so much fun. You guys are the best. Always responding, always talking, always keeping a- active. You know, big shout-outs to Angie Rodriguez, you know, Stacy Robinson, uh, Cassie Travis, BB18Nerd, The Juice, you know, all you guys, Caleb, Amber, Sandy, and, of course, Mary Lee. Can't forget her. She's always active in there. And uh, Tanya and Julian and the rest of you guys, every every one of you that tweet me, I, I know that's not everybody, but hey, I give a shout-out to you guys when I go through the list real quick, just to let you know that I'm, I'm looking for you. I know who you are, and I appreciate everything you do and all the responses you give. I always try to like, and if you like me, I'll like you. And if I see something, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, follow you. And if you want to follow me, it's even better. The numbers help. So anyway, here we are. Uh, we did have two Twitter questions for you guys, uh, and they were kind of fun ones. Uh, yeah, the first one was, do you think, uh, do you understand Polly's annoyance with the? At this point, is she just over the top with the jealousy and following him around and being up under everything he does? Or is he being a little bit unfair? 64% of you said he's being unfair. The guy's a douchebag. That's not my words. That's yours. Actually, that's what I put up on Twitter, and you and you followed it. But you did say that, and you said 64% of you, 6 out of 10 of you said, hey, I, I think he's completely a jerk. The other 36% of you said that you would be annoyed, too. I personally would be annoyed. I know how a little bit of how it is in, in my past relationships to have somebody completely up under you, relying upon you, needing constant uh, validation from you. And it gets to the point where it's a little bit of an albatross around your neck. It kind of drowns you a little bit, kind of pulls you down. It's really, really hard to enjoy your time because you don't really have it away from that person. They're kind of So I kind of get it. And a lot of people said, hey, look, you know, Polly's in, you know, they're in a house. She can't help it. You know, she, you know, she can't do anything about that. They're stuck in four walls, and she's she loves him, and you know, he thinks she thinks that he loves her, and you know, and she's a, you know, I don't find that as an excuse. She came on the show to play a game. It's for half a million dollars. I'm one of these people. I'm understanding. I get it. I kind of have an understanding heart, but at the same time, you are there to win a half a million dollars, and I want to see you be the most ruthless, ruthless character you can be. I want you to be a backstabber. I want you to lie. I want you to cheat, lie. Steal whatever you got to do to win. That's the kind of player I love watching. That's the kind of player I cheer for. A lot of people hate those kind of players, but I am on board. And when you come in and you kind of have a soft heart and you kind of fall quickly for somebody like, well, like Nicole does, I, I tend to really pull away from you and I don't cheer for you. And you know, sometimes getting voted out, I think, is one of the best things that happens for the show. Uh, so I tend to go with the people who say that they would be annoyed too. I would as well. Uh, you know, it's kind of like kind of see like Polly kind of push her back and say I'm trying to play a damn game here you know like just leave me alone did he do it the wrong way probably a lot of things in life are about how you deliver them and he definitely did not deliver it well and I think that's what helps him become a douche in the poll uh the other one was who's the most annoying floater gosh we picked on Z this week didn't we who's the most annoying floater was it Princess Victoria which I you know what can I say if she's a listener I'm sorry I she drove me nuts or, or Z. And you know what? Most of you said Z, which is interesting. You said Polly was unfair to her. She didn't deserve the way that she was being treated. But at the same time, 54% of you said that she was the most annoying floater. Not the most, but the more annoying floater when compared to Princess Victoria, who's probably one of the queens of floating. 
uh, and thinking that she's in control. Although Z wasn't that bad, I had to err a little bit on Victoria being a little bit more of a floater. Uh, not that Z's not, but Victoria's attitude that season, I think it was 16, was just out of control. All right, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. Let's lead up to this dramatic situation that happened. If you want to have a voice in this thing, it's always open for you. All I ask is that, you know, you got to kind of let me do my thing, and then you can go on. It's free for all. If you don't call, that's fine, but this is what it's about. It's about you guys calling in, too. So if you want to call in, 713-955-0749. All I ask is that you give me a little time to get through this little spiel that we got to do before I take you, and then you have the floor. Um, so this is what we know. Uh, Victor was the HOH in the first part of this double eviction. And, you know, he decides to put up Z and Michelle. And there was a lot of discussion uh, online, Twitter, and Facebook uh, where people were talking about Victor not having a spine and that he needed to go after Polly because Polly put him up and yada, 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 yada. And my point to everybody was I think that's a bad, that's a really bad decision for, for, for Vic, especially with James and Nicole knowing that there's a double eviction coming up. I'm sure they all had a sense of it happening. It happens about the same time every year. And honestly, they need to kind of mix that up. They need to do it like third week and then do it like, you know, uh, like, you know, a couple of weeks before Final Four. Like, it's just, I know they're getting to that point, but I just would like to see that happen like in a Final Eight or a Final Six or, I don't know, where it gets a little bit tighter or either just spring it on them really early. But I think this same time every game, it's kind of like bringing people back. It loses, uh, you know, it loses its, you know, its value to me. I don't feel like it's as good of a, of a game when you when you know a double eviction is coming up. But nonetheless, double eviction is coming. A lot of a lot of the feeling in the house is that it's coming. Victor becomes HOH. I I I like what Victor did. I think it was the safest route for him. Now, if he has one singular HOH, he's got to do. I think Polly is a good target for him because Polly is a comp uh, is a comp beast, as you could say. And he does win comps, and he does kind of make his own decisions. He's very hard-headed. He doesn't take opinions very well, as we've seen this week. And I think Victor really would have been screwed, and it turns out to be kind of true. Let's say that Polly puts up uh, puts up Victor, or Victor puts up Polly, and maybe Paul or, you know, Polly and, you know, Michelle, whatever. Uh, there's a good chance that Polly obviously does win this, this POV. You could backdoor him. Uh, but if you swing and miss on that guy, you've got people that are coming after you, and if James is not flipped at that point, now this is pre-everything going on this week. And the only reason that that happened was because Michelle was really on the block. But if you flip that and you look at it, I think Victor's in trouble in the second half of the HOH. I think if he if he turns on Polly or Paul or Corey, I think it really ends up being a problem for him in the second part of the HOH. Anytime your back's against the wall of a double eviction, you play the safest hand you can in the first part. You want the second one, but if you get the first one, I, I'm one of those people that thinks you have to really play it safe because it's a very dangerous HOH. If you make a bad decision and you put the wrong people up and you make a big move in the front of the, of the double eviction, you are going to likely be a target. If they survive it, you're definitely a target. So that's the scary thing about that. I think Victor played it really, really well. And you know what? Kudos to that guy. You know, he gets back in, and they have like a, uh, a 25% chance of returning. He returns, slides completely under the radar. Everybody loves Victor all of a sudden. They don't want him out anymore. The guy floats in through a couple of weeks, and now he's HOH and calling some shots. And under his HOH, some things get mixed up this week, and things start happening, and some drama happens. So, you know, kudos to Victor. You know, I give you a fist bump, man. 
bro, a bro fist. Because I think really Victor played it smart this week. He didn't do a lot of drama with his uh, with his nominees. Uh, you know, Z was being pushed by Polly at first, and Michelle. You know what? I got to be honest with you. And and I was going to say this to the end, but you know, to tie in with Michelle because we're talking about her currently. At the end of tonight's episode, this and and I mean the, the other episodes too, when she gets put on the block, the boohooing is to a point where it's over the top. And and Paul said something to her tonight, and I give Paul a major load of credit. Not many people will stand in your face and tell you to shut up. Not many people will kindly tell you that enough's enough. And Paul did that tonight. He looked at her and said, it's, t- it's really time for you to grow up. Like, And he didn't say it directly, but his message to her was, Michelle, you're in a game. It's time to grow up. It's for half a million dollars. Quit boohooing. I don't mind somebody crying. I don't mind you putting your head in your pillow. I don't mind you crying in the shower like a man. Whatever you've got to do is fine if you kind of keep it to yourself a little bit. But when you're running around with your arms flailing, boo-hooing all over the place, I have enough of that. And I'll be honest with you, Michelle would have been somebody I would have wanted to go. I, despite the poly situation, I, 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 I'd want to get rid of I just can't handle somebody that is going to do that when something upsets her. Like I said, if you want to cry, cry. You want to go in a corner and, and get upset. You want to go to the room and get upset. You want to cry in the shower, bathroom. You want to go outside and shed some tears. No problem. It's, a, it's an emotional game. It's a hard game. You're away from your family and friends. You're in four walls. You kind of go a little stir crazy. And I get that. I'm not against you being emotional. I am against somebody who will boohoo to the point where it makes me want to put a butter knife through my ear. I cannot take that. And I... And I Good for Paul for finally just saying, you know what, just, you know what, put on your big girl panties, ovary up here. You're a woman, you're in a game, you're playing for half a million dollars, you're going to be home in a couple of weeks. Shut up and let it go. Quit boo-hooing and throwing yourself all over the place. That, to me, is bad on Michelle's game. And, and Paul told her, this looks bad on you. He said it tonight. This is looking bad on you if you don't stop. And, of course, I know he didn't say it directly because we was like, what he said. But that was his point. If you don't stop, it's going to come back bad on you. And he's right. It's going to get old. It's already starting to wear. People are looking at her like, why are you crying like this? It's getting old. So, Michelle, I think I think her time was due, even though she did go home. And we'll talk about it a little bit further. But Michelle and Z go up. Z, I really think, felt like, hey, you know what? I went up. It kind of sucks. I don't like it. But Polly's got my back. Polly's got me. There's no worries. And there's nothing worse than somebody who goes on the block. To me, and this is me, I, I'm a hardcore guy of this game, okay? I'm old school, so just go ahead and let you know I am old school. I'm the type of person that I would tell you right now, you play that game all day, every day, all night, at the right level, at the right time. But if you get put on the block, that's when the game begins. When you go on the block, your chances to be saved get very slim, and your work gets a lot harder. But it's a, it's a bell you need to answer. When you're sitting on that block, it's time to answer the bell and it's time to go to work. Now, Michelle did that, and I'll give Michelle a ton of credit. Once the, boo- once the boo-hooing stopped, Michelle got real. The track, she got, her, she got her wheels back on the track, she refocused. That was great, and it was great entertainment for us. Z, on the other hand, looks at Polly and says, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You tell me what I'm doing. And that right there tells you that Z never once realized the game she was in 
I don't think she understood what she was doing this entire time. I really think, you know, although Nicole is in these showmances, I think Nicole knows the agenda. I just think that she's really bad at, at, at putting it, processing it through. But Z just had no idea. And Z goes up on the block, you know, Polly plays this, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be fine. Meh, don't worry about it. And Z doesn't really worry about it. And he wins the POV and what a mess he gets himself into. And if we can talk about Polly for a second uh, this week and, and things that are really – I just feel like – and I'm going to say this in my power ranking, so excuse this, this is going to be repeated. But I feel like Polly is somebody who is a controlling person, and you notice there was a flip in this house. I really liked Polly, and when things flipped in this house, when it came to Frank and his tar- inability to shift target – he wasn't able to shift his target from Frank. He wasn't able to shift his target from uh, Vanessa. And then he wasn't able to shift his target from Michelle. And then he, you know, it kind of goes this way where I feel like Polly, when Polly became the person who was talking the most in a room with Devon in it, Davon in it, I knew there was a problem. When, when, when Dave was being quiet because Polly was talking too much, I knew Polly had turned the corner. I knew Polly was on his way to being in a lot of trouble because you can only talk so long in that house and tell people what, you're, what they need to do before people start getting fed up with it. And remember, he had, his, he had the rest of the game figured out week by week, and he was going to follow that pattern week by week. The problem is, is that you've got to lead people with you. And when you're kind of bossing people around – and when you're kind of controlling the conversations and you're telling people what they need to do during their HOHs, it does tend to turn a sour note after a while. And that is Polly's downfall. I think if Polly would have stayed on course, stayed a little bit low, and I'm going to tell you something, Polly won things he didn't need to win. This veto this week being the main example, there was no need for Polly to win that veto. Even if Michelle... Even if Z wins it, it doesn't matter. They come down, he could, they could have put Natalie back up, because if you remember, Paul's still in good with these guys. Paul and Polly are still working tight. So they could have replaced, him, replaced any of them coming down with somebody else and probably done it pretty easily. I mean, you know, Bridget's still sitting there. Natalie's still sitting there. Boy, I bet Polly wishes Natalie would have been up last, last time. But you're in a situation where, you won something you didn't need to win, and he's done that. He's done that over and over and over again. That is Polly's downfall. You've got to know when it's necessary to win. I take the – you know, Dr. Will never tried to really win anything, and I get that, and if you're, if you're as good as him, you can pull that off. But I tend to err a little bit on the Dan style of play. You don't win until you need to win. And there were times when Dan's back was against the wall where Dan was in a lot of trouble and Dan needed to win and Dan would win. That's how you kind of play. You only play when you have to. When your back's against the wall, when you think you're going to go up, or when there's a vital week for you to be HOH because you have a target that you need to get out before the next week, then, then that's when you fight for it. Or you think you're, you know you're the next guy or woman that's going up on the block and everybody hates you much like Polly this week. You go out and you win it. You have to win. You win. You reserve it for that. I'm, I, I go with Dan on that one. I think Dan is right when you say when your back's against the wall, that's when you pull out your best game. Will did it a different way. You know, Dan does it another. I, I, I kind of divide the two because I, think, I, I consider Will as the greatest player ever. But Dan is somebody, when you look at their differences in their game, 
that's one where I give Dan a little bit of an edge there is because I do think when you're in trouble, you got to win. But you don't win just to win. And that is something Pauly has done all season long. He's won when he didn't need to win. And it was unnecessary, and it got him in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, it just – I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It got him in this position. When you win a lot, you get a bigger ego, and you start calling shots you shouldn't be calling. You start getting involved in everybody's HOHs. The people, if you think about Paul's HOH and you think about Victor's HOH uh, and really Corey's HOH now, all of them would have gone Paulie's way. He just had to be quiet. They all would have gone his way. And if somebody said, well, what do you think about putting Z up, you know, I think she's a liability. I think it's bad for, for Paulie's game. I think Paulie needs to plead that case, but I think Paulie would say, but if that's what y'all decide, I'll roll with it. And he should have rolled with it. Paulie got too involved with his own alliances, HOHs. He got too cocky. He got the ego because he's winning a lot of comps, and that was costing him a ton, and it ended up biting him this week. Just was enough. Enough was enough. It allowed people to kind of call him out like you're controlling the house, and there's not a whole lot you can argue with when you're Paulie. I mean, he tried, but, you know, he doesn't make great arguments for himself. He kind of digs himself worse holes. Um, But Z thought she was safe. He decides not to use his power of veto. Uh, a bit surprising. I think that I think when it comes to the veto, Paulie's smartest move probably at that time, and he could have gotten away with it, would have been to save Z. Uh, I think not saving her got him in trouble with her, uh, you know, in trouble with her in such a way that she wasn't ever going to, you know, think that he was doing anything to her. But I think it just – I think it hurt him in a way – to not use it to be confronted and have to explain it. And I think that kind of set a lot of things off at that point. I think it was kind of tumble blocks. I think he should have stayed the role and probably saved Z. Or, in reality, Paulie should have thrown that POV. He should have thrown it through the wall. He should have put his square on top of the couch and said, I don't, you know, y'all find mine. I'm going to put it here in the refrigerator on the top shelf. God, I hope somebody's smart enough to look in there. This hiding it into a table, really smart. That's great. I'm so proud of you for winning. What Paulie really should have done is thrown this POV all together. It got him in too much of a mess. Um, he, you know, and then, you know, we, Paulie goes to this thing where he wants to put up Z. He's fed up with her. He wants to put her on the target. She's the one that needs to go up and go home. He's tired of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what ends up happening? What ends up happening is he starts backtracking and he starts telling people, well, but Michelle's really the problem. I mean, she's just too emotional. And I think it became a point where everybody started, and Paul said it, why are we scratching your back all the time? Why are we changing things for you all the time? It just should, again, Paulie should have kept it quiet. I think he was going to be sitting okay, despite what Michelle said, if he'd have just lost that veto, played dumb with, with Z and said, I tried to win, I couldn't, sorry, and just, you know, let it go and let that let that horse die because winning that and putting that in the situation just got him more tied up. Uh, so on the other end, we saw Michelle really suffer. You know, I told you guys last week, I'm going to grab a drink. Usually I wait for a commercial, but I got to. Last week I told you guys, I said, Michelle is going to go, she's cracking. She's losing it. She's going to end up throwing herself to the mercy on the sword. And people are going to vote her out because they feel bad for her. I think that was starting to happen, and then this thing with Bridget happened, and then Natalie spread. 
and it kind of spread like a disease. Michelle really got herself back on track this week. I mean, she really got herself back in the game, and she really played hard. I think she should have done this a little earlier on. It was probably safe for her not to do it. But she gets right back on the track. She starts playing really hard and getting it done. And that's tremendous for her this week. But I think it was a little too late. Uh, you know, her pretty much selling Polly down the river uh, and selling really, I think, kind of really Corey down the river as well, that whole alliance. Um, but, you know, you got to think. you got to really think. How did this light bulb go out this far into the game? I mean, how do you get – that's the frustrating part I think we all share watching Big Brother lately in the last couple of seasons. And part of my frustration with the Big Alliance is that you kind of feel like people aren't thinking for themselves. And because they're not thinking for themselves and because they're not looking at things, you kind of get this moment where you don't understand why people can't see what's going on. And this was a week where all of a sudden all the lights go off because Michelle and Bridget and Natalie are doing their work. And it's just like, how do you guys not see this? I mean, I know that we see it from a different vantage point, but, you know, come on, guys. I mean, you know, Michelle's doing that work, and, and none, of, none of you guys realize this until now. It, it's just amazing to me. You know, I thought Bridget was going to be okay this week. She ended up being okay for the first half of the eviction. But, you know, things just got out of control as we go further. Listen, guys, got to go to a commercial real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk about this big blow-up in the house. If you want to be a part of this, give me a call, 713-955-0749. I will be right back in two minutes, folks. Stay tuned, all right? This is Big Brother After Show with Sam. It's not about anything else. Crunchy corn snack comes in seven nut busting flavors. Bust a nut at a convenience store near you.
we're back. Hey, guys, thanks for sitting through the commercial there for me. i got to do them. Hey, man, you know, corn nuts. Can't beat that, can you? Um, so when we come back into this whole conversation of this week, I mean, everything that every, everybody's been talking about is this final confrontation. We've worked for the POV. We've worked for Z being on the block. We've worked on Michelle being on the block and kind of what her issues have been. Now she firms it back up. And this begins to build a little bit of pressure. And Michelle starts ruining Polly's game, throwing Polly under the bus, which, again, I mean, are you really throwing her under the bus? I mean, everybody should already know this by now, but I think when people saw Polly's behavior towards Z, the way she kind of treated her, and, you know, the way that he is and the way that he talks behind her back and the way that he maybe says things to other women in the house, and I don't think it's nearly bad, but enough that if you're in a relationship, it's a concerning thing. I think Natalie kind of exaggerated some of the things in the past that Polly has said to her. Uh, so they get in a room, and, of course, wherever, Polly, wherever uh, Natalie is, James is not going to be far behind. And, you know, Meech is involved, and then, you know, Bridget becomes involved. And good for Bridget. I mean, I think this is the first time Bridget's on the, out, on the inside looking out. She's been on the outside looking in for all season long. Bless her heart. But she finally kind of gets into a, an alliance, even though it's kind of short-lived. It's an alliance to overthrow Polly, Corey, and Nicole. And what I have to give credit to, again, is Paul. Paul gets in the middle of this thing, and instead of running back to Polly, you know, I I said this, guys. For for as big of a moron as Paul is at times, he makes some really great moves. I mean, he makes some really smart decisions. For somebody who didn't know what a POV was early in the week, i got to give Paul a lot of credit. And and listen – the your boys and friendship is annoying. And the way he has behaved makes you want to bang your head through a wall. But Paul has done almost everything right. For I mean, maybe it's dumb luck, but Paul's done a lot of things right. And, you know, uh, when Frank was still in the house and they were talking about getting rid of Frank and there was kind of this battle between Frank and Day and this is going on, you know, Paul jumps in the middle of that, kind of starts moving around between two groups, acting like he's in with both groups, feeds information to Polly, kind of backstabs Frank and them, uh, kind of screws them over. So I thought when this flip was beginning to take its course, I really thought Paul was involved and Paul was going to go back and tell Polly, look, this is what the plan is. They're going to overthrow it. We need to cut this off of the head. Instead, Paul does something that a lot of people don't do in this house. He listens. And he waits, and he hears it out, and he starts to begin to understand, this is why Z wants to be, this is why Polly has flipped on Z. And, oh, okay, so Polly and and Corey are kind of working for fun. Oh, and Bridget says, hey, I was talking to Polly outside the other night, asked him who he trusts the most in this game, and it wasn't you, it was Corey. Then Paul begins to take it all and digest it. He doesn't run to Polly, and he doesn't go tell him like we thought he would, like it would be obvious that he would do because he's done that already. No, Paul puts on the brakes and digests all this information and says, you know what, I'm with the flip. I'll do it. But guess what he does? You know, I told you guys, I I praised his goodbye message today. today. I thought it was a, a genius goodbye message last week. Was it last week? Genius, okay? This week, he looks at James and he says, are you going to use your special power? And James, of course, being James, and we've got to talk about James in a minute, 
But James being James is like, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want the whole house mad at me. But at the same time, I don't want Natalie to not want to date me when we get out of here. Paul says, well, just cancel my vote. When you use it, you're, you cancel my vote because he knows I'm going to vote, or he thinks I'm going to vote to send uh, Michelle home. So just cancel out my vote. And James says, okay. Right there at that moment, that is a four gold star moment right there for Paul. Because what Paul did was basically say, I'm on your team, but if you negate me, Paulie doesn't know that I'm on your team. And if this falls flat, if this backfires in our face, if this falls completely flat, I'm good. I'm good. Because I can look at Paulie and say, hey, listen, they canceled my vote out. I didn't have a shot. That's not my fault. If it goes right, then he can stick with them. And maybe Polly goes up in the second part of the eviction, and it's all good for Paul. It's still, you know, game resets at that point. Paul is making all of the right moves. And when he did that and James went for it, it couldn't have been a better scenario for Paul. Paul wanted nothing to do with this voting situation anyway. I mean, it was going to put him right in the middle. It was going to put him in a situation where James was at. It was going to put him in a situation where, well, Victor didn't have to deal with it. But he was going to be sitting next to James having to make some really tough decisions on what to do. What Paul did was was convince James, the other guy who's stuck in that bad position, to get him out of it. And it's absolutely the smartest thing. I mean, when that happens, I know Paul is, is, is solid for the rest of the season. He's going to be doing things that, I mean, and he could mess up, but I'm really, really looking at Paul going, man, for – for for somebody who's a moron, often you really make great great game moves without even maybe not even realizing it. I can give this guy a ton of credit for what he did. So you know he's in there, he's listening to this, he's digesting it. He decides to run with it. They're all doing a run with it. It's going to be them versus Nicole, Corey, and Polly. Basically, they send Z home, which they feel like will cripple Polly. I don't know that it did that, but it's the only shot you can take. So they take it. Uh, James exposes himself, and i got to say, I don't know how you guys feel, and I'm about to take a call here very shortly, but I feel like uh, production making James announce who he was counseling, I mean, it worked out great for Paul, but it really was a bad, crappy situation for James to kind of have to sit there, and trust me, nobody deserves to be more put out there than James does, so I wasn't upset, really. But I think if I was in James's position, I probably would have said, do we have to do this in front of people? Can I just do it when I vote? Can I go back and cancel out people's vote? Because it, it really set him up to be on the line. And i got to be honest with you guys, I think America's you know, care package is a curse. And I don't think anybody would really want it unless they're on the block. You guys want to send this to people that are not on the block? I'm telling you, it's a waste. Because these people are it's – it's a curse to them. If you like someone, don't send them a care package unless they're on the block. Unless you think they're going up, don't send them a care package because that puts people in a very difficult position of canceling votes or you know making their own nominations or making one of the nominations I think is one of them coming up. It's, it's a situation where you are absolutely putting that person in a very dangerous spot for their game. So if you like someone and they're not in danger – don't put them in that. Don't vote for them. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's a, going to be a big mistake. Um, so anyway, we get into this house flip. Everything 
Because according to plan, there's a big fight between, really goes between Natalie and Paul, Paulie. Uh, Paulie tries to call people into it a little bit. He, he makes comments about Corey and Nicole's relationship. He pulls, he pulls Paul in on it, which upset Paul because Paul didn't want to be involved in that argument. Uh, I think for the most part, that argument kind of falls flat. Everybody at that point knew what was going on. Everybody knew it was it's going to be Polly's game was falling apart on him. I, I don't know if the confrontation was necessary, and really I watched it. And although it just made Polly look really bad, I don't know that a Natalie accomplished a whole lot with it. Uh, you know, great for Natalie deciding that she wants to come play this game. Uh, she claims that she's been playing dumb for weeks, and now she wants to play, and that might be true. Uh, although I have yet to see her still really win anything and, and when it mattered. Um, but, you know, they have that. Him and, him and Michelle are yelling at each other across the hall. It gets a bit dramatic. Uh, if anything, the most interesting part of this is is that James still can't make a decision. <laughs> he's scared to make moves, and he doesn't want to make people mad, and he's even got Natalie telling him he needs to man up. When Natalie's telling you you need a man up, buddy, it's time to start playing. I'm glad they used that power. I believe that there are actually people in production who who kind of push them to use it. They don't want you to have it and not do anything with it. If the, if the people are giving it to you, they want you to use it. I'm sure James was convinced that it was a good idea for him to do it. But this guy's sleeping through it. I, I you know he he just wants a girlfriend out of this thing. I don't think I don't think James cares if he wins. We've talked about that before. And it's just a serious, serious disappointment. But what we saw through that argument is that Paul is really losing his grip. Uh, you know, we're talking about people being flirtatious and how he treats Z and how unfair it is and yada, yada, yada. And I think all that was common knowledge. I don't think that it changed anything with Z. She ends up leaving in this first part of the eviction, as we said. And really when – man, you know what? I'll tell you this. Z is a worse interview than she is a player. That was the, one of the worst interviews. Aaron Bridget were awful interviews, but Z particularly. I mean, no substance, no nothing. It makes you wonder how in the world does Z sit across the table from somebody who's recruiting players and interviewing for players, and somebody say, this is it. This is somebody that needs to go in this house. It's, it boggles my mind. It, I'm with you guys on all of the stuff that we all talk about with casting. It boggles my mind when you see an interview with Z or you see Z have this conversation with Julie, and maybe – Maybe she was a little shell-shocked, and I'll give her that. But for the most part, that interview was awful. There was no substance there. And it's just it's sad to see that because I know there are other people that, you know, w- want to be in that game and want to play in that game and w- would do really well in that game, and they don't, they don't get an opportunity. And Z's just somebody I really believe got the opportunity because of her look. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, but, you know, I think she disappointed a lot of women that saw the way that she – reacted to Polly's uh, abuse in some ways. Um, but that's where we end up. And then in the second uh, second part of it, listen, Bridget goes home. I can't tell you why. It makes no sense. Corey wins this HOH in the second part. He also wins the, the power veto. And that's where a lot of this is separated from, and I don't mean to say it this way because it sounds sexist, but it's true, where the men and the boys are separating this game. Uh, you know, Polly, Corey – uh, our competitors, I know Corey hasn't won a lot of things, but Corey can win if he needs to. We saw him hustle. He really blew out the competition today, uh, tonight in this episode. I think Corey can show up when he needs to. He might be working on that Dan theory of win when you need to win. Uh, and it was smart for him to do it. He pulls HOH down. He pulls POV down. 
And honestly, I mean, in the HOH, I mean, the, he's the only one that gets an answer right. I mean, the second was the second question. Those are people that are just not – they're not trying. They're not focusing on the game. Uh, you know, what good is winning the battle if you're not winning the war? And i got to be honest with you, Bridget, Michelle, Natalie, they tried to win a battle instead of winning a war. They need to finish this thing out. Now, Polly and, – and what a weird twist. Polly's back in a safe position. Corey puts up Bridget and Michelle. For some reason, Bridget goes home. I can't tell you why. The girl's got a bum knee. She's got a bad ankle. I know that she stirred the pot with things, but it seems like Michelle really led that, and Natalie took it over. And I really think Bridget's of the three, you know, in the game socially, that probably looked the most innocent of the three. Everybody knew that she was she had a back ankle. So of course, she was going to ride with Michelle and, and Natalie. But for her to be the scapegoat for it, blind, I mean, it just blows me away. Michelle's still in the house. Who thought after two after two evictions, Michelle and Polly would still be safe? Amazing week, amazing night. Listen, as a viewer, you guys are going to be mad to know I'm about to take somebody on this line. It's going to let me have it. But and a weird part of me, I wanted Polly to survive. You know why? Because I see more drama coming as this goes. Polly now's got the ego even bigger. Natalie's going to be even more upset. James is going to be pulled in the middle, and James is going to be forced, hopefully we'll pray tonight to whatever you believe in, that James is finally going to wake up and start playing. So he's going to have to. Paul is going to have to figure out what he's doing very soon because he knows now that seed is planted. Polly knows that there's a danger in the house. Or Paula knows that there's a danger in the house, and his name's Polly. Going to take a call right now, 316. I think I know who this is, one of my VIPs. How are you doing, and what do you think about tonight's episode? <laughs> oh, I was so excited Tuesday. Sam, that's when everything looked like it was. That I was finally getting the big brother that I've been waiting for because yeah. I so didn't think it was going to happen, right? Uh, yeah. Okay? And yeah. I, oh, my God. And then last night, I'm loving Big Brother After Dark. I mean, it was good. It was total it was game really talk. It was wonderful. It was finally what I've been wanting to see, right? Right. And then we get, and then we get tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now. It was set up so perfectly. It was set up it so started right. out. Everything okay. was supposed to go right. It was supposed to go, it was supposed to change. And I think so many of the fans would agree with me on this. We wanted to see a shift. Oh, where yeah. We've been seeing the same thing. We wanted to see a shift, you know. It's been the same thing with, you know, Pauly running the show and whatever and his group of minions. And finally, his group was turning against him. This was cool, right? Right. The whole thing looked so good. Finally, yeah. James, I wanted to wring his, just like you, I wanted to wring <laughs> his neck through the whole thing. Because you're thinking, is he going to mess this up? Because that was in the back of my head last night. Is James going to mess this all up? Well, you know, because you he's know, just quickly, lying you know, there what, so wishy-washy. You know, what, threw me, what really threw me with him was, I don't know if you saw this, but he went to Corey and told Corey, I, I'm probably going to cancel votes out. And Corey said, oh, who's? And he says, probably yours and Paul's. And to the, for the life of me, I'm sitting there going, James, what, what are you What's doing? What's wrong with him? What is wrong with you? He's so stupid. It, it was just, oh, why is he there? And I loved I, him last year, Sam. He was, he's the one I wanted to win. That's why he's there. That's oh. why he's there. 
because people loved him. And, you know, last season, my, my issue with, with James last season transfers over to this season. James thinks about the moment. Last season, he, he was more in the moment. Okay, I got to put Shelly and Clay up. Like, he was in the moment of making a move. And then once he made a big move, James went back to laying in the hammock and not caring. And this season, I was worried he was going to do that. But he's been even worse because yeah. now he can't make a decision. Exactly. And, and now he doesn't want any control, and now he doesn't want to be involved in anything. I, you know, James James is a disappointment big time. Oh, I, mean, I think, I think totally. the biggest, biggest disappointments have been – I knew Nicole would be. I, I'm going to go ahead and toot my own horn. Nicole, I knew <laughs> was going to be a disappointment. James was a surprising disappointment. But Day and Frank ended up blowing each other up, but they offered more – in the terms of they were there to kind of redeem themselves, and they ended up getting too tangled up in each other. But Nicole and James still being there boggles my mind. It really does. Yes. And that's who I wanted to see go tonight, second. I wanted to Nicole. see Z, then I wanted to see Nicole go, yes. Yeah. I was hoping so badly for that. That would have been so wonderful. And and, and they had a win. And then who wins, just like you, too? I'm scratching yeah. my head, too, Sam. How the hell did Corey, of all of them, Corey wins? Are you I mean, kidding you know, you me? Think, you think when, well, you know, Polly not being in the veto, I thought, okay, there's a shot. Uh, you know, I knew Corey wouldn't put him up, but maybe Co- – Corey's not been afraid of thinking about making a move. I think Nicole's talked him out of it a lot. He has mentioned making moves. He was mentioning teaming up with Frank earlier on when people were kind of turning on Frank. He said, why don't we just go with him and just see what happens. So I think he's willing to do things, but the problem is is that he's stuck with Nicole, who doesn't want to do anything. Yes, and that's why I want so badly for her gone, because then let's see, is Corey going to actually play the game? But he also has to get away from Polly, because right now yeah. he does all of Polly's biddings, and it just it, it irks me. It kills me. I, I don't, well, I don't like. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I want to see people playing for themselves, not playing for Polly. And that's why yeah. I'm glad Z's gone, you know. And I have a name that I made for Z, and I think it really fits, okay. You know, <laughs> what is it? They, they, they say the word dramatic. I'm going to call her doormatic. <laughs> and I think you can She's understand why. The explanation yeah, of doormatic yeah. is someone that acts like a doormat. Yeah. Yeah, and okay? you know what? There were so, that's all so we saw with this girl. So many women were really wanting to see strong women this season, and yeah. you know I would love to see a female winner. And it just comes, yep. to, and maybe Natalie will make that turn. But it's 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 to the point where, you know, Nicole won't do anything, and then Z goes up on the block and literally looks at Polly and says, "I don't know what to do. Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing." That kills you, know, you. I know. It kills me. It kills me. And to think that somebody sat on the other side of a casting table. And looked at her and checkmarked her name as a as a as a person to go in the house blows my mind. It blows my mind. I don't get it. Well, she but she looked like she had so much promise though because she was one of my favorites at the beginning. This is before the season even started. Watching the interviews, I thought she was going to really be great. Well, just you know. And then you hear her. And then even the other night, then what was she saying? You know, you know, I came here to win five hundred thousand dollars. You know, not I'm not looking for for a guy, and it's like you're so full of crap. 
Because mm-hmm. that's all you've been doing. And if I was her mother, I, I hope that her mother and sisters, now that, I mean, seriously, watching this girl, and then you hear her talking about her past relationships, too. That's why I'm, not, I'm so glad I don't have to watch her anymore, because she just, she just made me so mad. But, I mean, she talks about her past relationships. Yeah, they all treat you like a pile of crap. Why? And now America's watching this. And I know women all around are furious with her, but I, 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 people that really matter to her, like her mother and family members, I really hope they shake this girl because they have to be furious with her. I mean, shake yeah. her and say, what the hell's wrong with you? you got to stop this. Get her some help or something. But watching this whole with her, I thought, man, finally, she's going to see he screwed her over. He didn't take you off the damn block, right? So maybe she'll get tough now. I'm sure so many of us wanted to see this, especially women. They wanted to see her finally stand up to him. And what does she do? Oh, my God. Damn it. I hated watching her. Look, she sits next to Julie acting like that she is still interested in a romance with him when he gets out. If he is. Did you catch that, though? Yeah. Yeah. If he is. After all the crap he he did to her. And this is why women get beat up. That's yeah. why I'm so frustrated. This is the kind of thing that you see these women that just act like total doormats, let men walk all over them, and just and take it and keep going back for more. I'm, you know, Z was somebody that when when actually I was really happy to see her go. I don't think Me she provides too. anything. And my power rankings, I put her in the middle because I don't know what to do with her. I thought she was in a really sweet spot. But Polly controlled way too much of her game. And because of that, she was expendable to Polly. And maybe Polly yeah. backed off on it at the end, but at the end of the day, people saw her as somebody that served Polly, and she was going to go. She she needed to make some move on her own. And I think, honestly, Z might have had a shot if she had gotten angry with Polly and said, you know what, after everybody telling her everything, after Natalie telling her everything, her saying, right. you know what, I'm done with this. It's time to play. This dude's going to go down. I want to be the person. That would have been death. great, and everyone would have might have cheered her on. She and, might have saved she, herself. Ugh, so stupid. So like let you, ask, also, goodbye. I hope I never see her again so long. Let me ask you this, though, because I'm curious of what your opinion is. Why? And I'm still shaking my head and scratching a little bit. Why do you think Bridget goes home in the second? Oh, my goodness, Sam. Why? I'm shocked. Because I think this is what Polly wanted. I guess Polly wanted her to go over Michelle. Because last night he was saying something. Last night he was blaming everything that Natalie did, Natalie going to Z and telling her all this stuff. He was blaming all of that on Bridget. Remember last night they were talking? Him, yes. James, and Corey. So he was yep. – remember, and he was blaming it all on Bridget. More over Natalie. I, I just, and, yeah, and, and Corey was doing his that, bidding. To, to see what Michelle was doing is amazing to me, that she survives this. Yeah. I and mean, I hope she, she does something with it, man. Let her fight. because And just, li- and just like you, too. I'm, I was listening to you earlier, listening to what you're saying, and I'm just going, yep, yep, yep. Paul gave her the best advice in the world. Yeah. Put on those big girl panties, dry those tears, and toughen up, man. You're playing this game yeah. now. Stop with the BS crying. It's stupid. I mean, it doesn't I'm, do anything. Am, I'm extremely glad that Paul said what he said. Hell he, yeah. Somebody needed to say it to her because 
Like I, yeah. I can handle I can handle people crying. I can handle, hey, you know, my emotions have gotten the best of me. It's been a hard week. I'm going to go in my room and I'm just going to cry in a pillow. Or I'm going to cry in the shower. I'm going to go outside and cry. I get that. Like, it's, a, it's an emotional, emotional game. I, I understand. But I have a real issue with a just all-out <laughs> boo-hoo cry fest. I mean, I, I, I really, literally, I, 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 would, I, told, I told my wife, I looked at her and I said, if, she, if I was in this game right now, I would risk everything to go home to look at her and tell her to shut the hell up. Please yeah. stop crying. Quit boo-hooing. If you want to cry, cry. Cry in silence like the rest of us. Do not go around boo-hooing. It's just too much. And, and, you know, and for her to survive and know that I'm going to have to deal with this another week at least drives me nuts. I, I'll tell you that. Were you in hysteric Sunday night with the when, with the nominations? Oh, my. I mean, just, Dude, I, mean I had the best laugh. I, I, I have to be honest with you, Sam. I was crying. You know, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> you know, and I, and I really I really have never heard anybody boo-hoo. I've heard people like you know, cry loudly and, you know, they get upset. But, you know, maybe they've got to get themselves worked up where they can't breathe and their snot bubbles. And I, I've seen that. But I didn't know that people actually booed and ran around and threw themselves on a couch. I didn't know that that actually existed. I mean, I've seen it with kids, not adults. Yeah, that, thank you. Yes, it does exist with young girls. She's not I mean, a young I mean, girl. Exactly. I mean, it's there's horrible. no way you can go back and look at that and say, and, you know, really I thought that Michelle was was really about to crack. I thought she was on the verge of cracking because she had been crying so much, and people were telling her, like, let it go. She She's crying over vomiting, and somebody's got to clean it up, and she's boohooing over that. I got it. I'm starting to think, well, people are going to start having pity on her and just, and just want to get rid of her. But they keep, they keep her in. It's going to be really interesting. I wonder – and you know what? The whole house going against Bridget makes me wonder what happened there because there's some things that we missed, and yeah. you know, due to commercials. And I'm curious to know what what made the whole house go against Bridget over Michelle. Right. Michelle being a liability to everybody. You know, it feels like she's going to turn on your game at any moment. Anything you might have told her that she needs to use, she's going to use it. That's a scary proposition for everybody else that's in that house. Well, you can see that Nicole did not want to vote out Bridget. Nicole wanted to vote out Michelle, but she said, I guess I have to vote out Bridget. Remember she made that comment? She didn't want to because because Michelle outed her. So if anything, Nicole wanted, and I think a lot of them voted for Bridget just to stay once again with the house. Yeah. I mean, how long is Nicole going to last? I how hope long not long because I'm sick of her. I can't stand her. I'm sick of her whining. I, ca- I can't take it. All she does is whine, and she's just, oh, I, she's just despicable. She's very two She's just totally two-faced. I'm glad Michelle did what she did to her tonight, and I wish more I people too. would. But you know what? Frank did the same thing out in her in front of day. I, everybody's, she's done it three times. She's had three or four outs. And she continues to kind of slide through, and I think it's because of Corey. But there's a point where everybody needs – I don't know that any – you know, and the thing is is that maybe maybe it's one of those things where nobody even is, is paying attention to Nicole. Because if you remember when all this fighting's going down and when Natalie and, and Polly are going at it and they're swapping licks and they're yelling at each other, Michelle's yelling at him, Nicole is sleeping through that entire thing. 
Nicole's not anywhere in the room. She slept through it all. And so when she got up in the morning and everybody had stayed up so late, her question was, why is everybody still sleeping? And Corey was like, oh, you didn't, like, there's a big blow-up last night. Nicole is completely oblivious to anything that's going on. And I think it's because nobody wants to talk to her about things. Nobody wants to deal with her. And the, and the bad part about Nicole to me is when all this is happening, when all this is going on and Polly's getting thrown under the bus, Nicole is doing her work to try to help Polly. She goes to Z and she tells her, Polly wants to keep you. Polly doesn't want to get rid of you. Polly wants to help you out. She, he, I heard about all the things that happen, and Polly doesn't want to get rid of you. Polly doesn't want to do that. And she goes around the house, and she does that with several. She goes to James and says the same thing with James. Oh, Polly is down with you, James. He doesn't want to get rid I don't understand why Nicole's working so hard for Polly. Maybe if Polly's gone, she becomes the target, and maybe it's a smart move for her. But it's, it's, it's really, really kind of concerning. It's just everything she does. I I watch her and I get just infuriated, you know. And I didn't feel that way about her two years. I didn't think she played a good game two years ago at all. But I didn't feel the way I feel about her this year. This year I just I detest her. I can't stand her. You got to admit, somebody hands you a list of returnees, and Nicole's on it. You're overlooking Nicole. Nicole's not on your list of returnees. I mean, oh hell, think of the people even from that season that were so much better. And even last I mean, season, there's so many people that would have been so much better to put on than, than her. It's, it's, it's I a think, joke. I, I thought when they were talking about returnees from that season, I thought Donnie was going to be a shoe-in. I thought, oh, everybody loves Donnie. Donnie will be back. Nicole was not the person I thought. And the reason why I was upset with seeing Nicole was that this was really her third attempt. She, had a, she went in the house in her season. She came back after being evicted in her house in her season, and now she's back for the third time. And I swear I will stab my eyes out if she has the round-trip ticket and she goes home in the next week or two. Of course, I think that's up this week. But if for some reason it, it goes another week and she has that round-trip ticket, I'm going to lose my mind. Because that will be four Oh, my gosh. And, she and I mean, he, how about Jason from last season? I would have yeah. loved to have seen him come back. He would have played. Yeah. He would have yeah, played far absolutely. better than James. I, you know, I just, I just don't understand it. I don't get. I think honestly, I think without Clay, Shelley would have been a decent player last last season without Clay being involved. I think she's right. a tough lady. But you know, I think even Vanessa was worthy of coming back. But it's the type of thing where Nicole just not on my list at all, and we see why. I mean, a lot of people, I, I get it. A lot of people are fans of people that they like because they're nice or whatever. But there's a certain element of mm-hmm. gameplay that needs to be involved. And when, there's not, when they're not showing gameplay, and everybody said, well, yeah, I had somebody actually argue with me and say, well, you know, Nicole, when she returned, there wasn't anything she could do. I don't buy that. You're in the Big Brother game. You can always make a deal. You can always manipulate. You can always cheat. You can always do something and backstab to get ahead. And Nicole I thought people like Brittany and Amber more than her, especially Brittany from her season. I thought Brittany would have been a great returning. Brittany would have been Brittany. awesome. I would have loved to have seen her come back, definitely. There Even Amber. Been. Amber didn't get a chance because of Caleb because he ruined her whole game. <laughs> it's true. That whole season was She got was screwed because of him. It really yeah, wasn't fair. That season 16 is one of, my, one of my least favorite seasons. I was bored through that entire season with Caleb and the rest of them, but – 
you know, I, just, I liked it better than know, this one, though. Much better than this. This is just the pits. And that's what Tuesday, well, it finally looked like it was turning around. We were going to see something different. Finally, right? And then now it looks like, are we back to where we were? Because I wanted to ask you this, Sam. Do you think now they're going to be bros again? Or is yeah. Paul going to be smart yeah. and, and, I think, and I say, think you know, okay, I'm going to play you now, Polly. I'm going to tell you what you what want I, to hear, but in the back, I'm going to be getting you, dude. What do you think? This is what I think. I think that as long as Polly, if Polly wins HOH next week, they're homies. If Polly doesn't win HOH, then they're going to turn on him. That's what I think. I don't think that they're solidified. I don't think it's the type of thing where they, no matter what happens, they're, they're going to be with Polly no matter what. I think that's broken. Paul is already on, on point seeing what's going on. I think Paul and Victor are going to really – I think you're going to see two final twos come out of these guys. I think you're going to see a Paul and Victor final two, and I think you're going to see a Polly Corey final two. And they're gonna, that's the deal that's going to be made. That's the oh, that that's sucks. I, I want to see a Victor Paul final two. Yeah, you know, I, listen, I, I love what Paul has done lately. I think Paul has made some smart moves, like I said. Him telling James, hey, look, I'll ride with you guys. Why don't you just cancel out my boat was the mm-hmm. smartest thing Paul has done because that took him completely out of it. He didn't have to face Paulie and make that decision. He didn't have to make the decision in front of Natalie. He was completely out of it, and James let him off the hook. That's what blows my mind. He could have easily canceled Polly's vote. James could have canceled Polly and Corey's vote, and he didn't. He took the one guy that was stuck in the middle with him and saved him. He saved Paul's butt by Paul talking him into using it and using it on him. And, and that's what – Paul, for as, as much stuff as he's done where I've said, you're an idiot. You're an idiot, Paul. He's done some really smart stuff in this game, and I'm I, I'm on the point right now where Paul being in a Final Four, Final Two, I don't it doesn't bother me that bad. I think he's played well enough to earn it. If if he doesn't become Paulie's minion again, if he becomes Mister, you know whatever Paulie wants again, bullcrap, then no, he does not deserve it, not at I'm all. Really, and you know what really was cool? I, I meant to ask you like this. Did you see Cody's interview talking about how him and what him and Derek think about Paulie's game? <laughs> that I was mean, great. Did you yeah. see the interview? I, you know, I didn't see that because I think for some reason I was I was in the middle of a thing trying to fast forward. I didn't see that, but I'm sure that they're check not it out. I'll check it out. Because they are not proud of the way Paulie's playing at all. Well, you know, Polly and Cody are playing very different games. And Polly is saying that Derek trained him and Derek got him ready for the game, which was stupid to tell people. But that, you know, Derek was coaching him through some, you know, how to play the game. And he plays nothing like Derek. I know people have compared him to Derek. But Derek mm-hmm. in no way, shape, or form would ever get an argument. Derek in no way, shape, or form would put a target on himself the way Polly's done. And if we remember, Derek never won anything in his season. He completely stayed out of it. And the one thing Derek and Cody said to him was, do not have a showmance. Yes. And he did exactly what they told him not to do. That was the one thing that Cody was saying, too, that Derek feels. He did everything they told him not to do. They told him, do not have a showmance. It's amazing. It's amazing what he's done. It's amazing how far he's been able to get. But like I said... I mean, in my opinion, I feel like 
when Paulie began to be the loudest guy in the room when they were discussing things, it became that Paulie was going to be too in control and he was going to be too much of a problem. Now, I'm worried that Paul's going to go because there was a comment tonight, and I'm thinking, oh, God, no. And he was saying, you're not going to bone me now, are you? Don't bone me, Paulie. Don't bone me now. And I'm I'm just thinking, please don't tell him what they told you because, I, you know, Paulie's going to shift it around, make up some kind of crap. Now, Cody's stupid enough. Or excuse me, not Cody, Corey. Corey's stupid enough to buy his crap. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? But I'm hoping so badly that Paul and Victor won't get caught up in that crap. And I'm hoping that Paul's going to keep what he was told to himself. If he tells Polly what the girls told him, I'm going to have no respect for him at all, Sam. That's the way I I feel. I thought that it would be a situation where he might – Excuse me. Would Mike go back and tell you know Polly everything that was said? But he really didn't, and that's the that's the part that really amazed me is that Paul really, really, really considered everything people said and decided to roll with them. And I really didn't think he was going to. I really thought, man, you guys don't know anything. He's going to go back and tell Polly everything you guys are saying. But he didn't. There's something in Paul that realizes what they were telling him was true. There's something in Paul that realizes that Corey. And Bridget told him, I asked Polly, who's the person you trust the most in this game? And Polly told him, it's Corey. And she told Paul that, and Paul said, you know, they got a final two. And we have a final two. And if he trusts him more, I'm not in that final two. But then he, he goes back and tells Polly this, then Polly's going to say, dude, I never said that. Or, or he'll make up some kind of BS. And make it, you know, man, you're my bro. It's going to be you and me, man. I don't I feel that way so, about Paul, Corey. I think Paul realizes, though, if he goes to the end, if he goes to the end with Polly, I think he's got a feeling that, A, I don't think Polly's going to take him, and I think he kind of feels that way. I think Corey is a better person for Polly to take. Oh, but yeah. I, I think that Paul kind of understands that. He poses a big threat to Polly at the end of the day, and I think he understands that it's kind of like a situation where they cannot cross they they got to cross paths at some point. It's got to happen. Well, that's why I I, I thought that Polly really would have wanted to hold on to Zakia to take her at the end. You know, I think I think it was a big mistake for him to even offer her up. I think that's what started this whole thing. So I think stupid. he should have protected her because she was a boat on his side. Um, yeah, you know, he played he was the game for side. him. If she <laughs> you by know? chance, yeah, if she by chance slipped through and was able to win some kind of weird HOH or POV comp, you know, maybe a trivia thing or something, that it was a it was something for him on his side. I was really, I really, really thought that it was a stupid move on his part to really get rid of her. Right. I, I don't know why he offered her up. I don't think it was smart on his on his behalf at all. Not at all. But Polly's not just, smart. Let's let's be let's talk well, about that too. Do you really think Polly's that smart? I don't. I think Polly is smart, but I think Polly plays with whatever his emotion is at that moment. I think any time you lose your cool in an argument like that, like what happened the, last night, I think it looks bad on you, no matter if you're right or wrong. 
I think you have to do that thing that Dan used to do called the mist, where you kind of just flip the thing around and just make people realize, hey, you know what, you're acting irrationally. You know, I'm sorry that you feel that way about me, but it's simply just not true. You know, but instead, when you argue more about it, it makes you look even more guilty, and I think it just buried him. I think it just buried him at the end of the day. Plus, he comes across with such an arrogance. I think that's from that truthfully, the I think would turn so many people off. If you look at him from the beginning of the game, he was one of those guys that honestly he was likable. He was yes. pretty humble. He volunteered to go up first, you know, to show that he was loyal to the big group. Uh, and so I give him a ton of credit at the beginning of the season. But it, it, I think that comes from comp wins. When you win so many comps and when so many people are doing what you want them to do, and when your HOH is is coming up all the time, I think it just makes your ego explode. And I think that I think Polly became a very big, 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 big problem for that. I think it became something that it, that became his issue, is that he became too controlling. And when you become too controlling, things are going to fall back on you. Right. Absolutely. But listen, I got to run. I got to go. Uh, we're in the 12 o'clock hour. Thank you so much for calling in. I hope I see you next Thank week. Thank you. Thank Good you for best. letting me rant, as always. <laughs> You're, you've got a floor anytime you call. I promise you that. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Have a great week, okay? You too. Take care, Sam. Bye-bye. Right, you, bye-bye. Hey, listen, she's the best, my favorite caller. Guys, you can get involved in this. I had one last week. She had a blast. I thought she might call back again. She was a little tiny voice in the box. Sweet girl. Great points. If you're listening, give me a call next week, 713-955-0749. Write it down. Can't take calls at this point because we've got to wrap it up. Got to do my uh, power rankings. Normally I get a commercial, but because we're running slightly behind, I'm not going to do that. What we'll do is we'll go through these power rankings. And, of course, these power rankings are always based on what happened last week, uh, you know, what was going on last week, what happened, where people were sitting when it was all said and done. And some of these people are on the bottom of the list. Some were on the top of the list last week. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, we talk a little bit about strategy, too, but we're going over. But I just think Polly, really, honestly, he's in a great position right now. Corey's in the, in the driver's seat for this week. He's safe for a little bit longer. I think, I think Polly needs to do serious, 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 serious damage control. He's got Nicole and Corey backing him up, but it's going to be three versus the rest of the house. Paul and Victor are, I think, going to have a solid final two. This is going to make them make Polly expendable. But the thing is, is that Polly's still going to work with them and kind of do what they want. I think the smart game for Polly is to continue to work with the guys, regroup, reorganize, talk about what happened, do it in a calm way, and don't over-talk everybody and get those guys back on track. Now, whether or not he can do it, I don't know. But I think the people in the driver's seat this week are really going to be Paul and Victor. And an odd change of events, these two guys ended up being two of the, you know, most targeted guys in the house from the beginning. They end up being guys that are bringing a pretty solid space between where they're at and everybody else. Michelle being being thrown back in the mix, I'm not sure what Michelle can do. She's got to team up with Natalie. They're going to have to pull James over. And, you know, like I said, this thing's going to start splitting up at some point. It's not a game that, you know, goes easy at this in these weeks. It gets very, very hard because people that go up are it's very slim pickings. I I really, really think that that, you know, final twos need to be made this week. It needs to be done. Victor and Paul, Corey and Polly, go ahead and make them. Get it over with. We know Nicole or Natalie 
and, you know, James are going to have their final two, and we know that, you know, Corey and Nicole have probably have a final two, although they probably won't stick to it. Meech does not have a final two. Meech is in danger. I see a week of nobody really listening to what Michelle has to say because Michelle doesn't have any power anymore, and, well, we're not. We're, none of us are sure why Michelle is still there. Uh, but let's go to the power ranking so I can get you guys out of here. Uh, on the top of my list, you know, I only do a couple. Of course, now we're getting to slim pickings, so pretty soon everybody's going to be on these lists. But, um, you know, listen, number one, Victor. Returns to the game, 25% chance to return, and he never seems to be a target. He would have been an easy person for, for James to put up the week he put up Frank, and yet he still slides under the radar. He wins HOH, and uh, no one even seems to notice it. His HOH goes pretty un, un, unhurt. He tells people he wants Meech to stay. He tells people he would be fine with Bridget staying when, or, or with uh, Z staying. But he, he kind of goes into what everybody's talking about in the house. This guy's in a safe spot. He doesn't make a vote this week. Just like Paul, he's back in a really comfortable position. But for last week, listen, the guy's under the radar after winning the most powerful prize. For some reason, HOH is not a problem this last couple of seasons, especially this one. Some of us looked at it as a guide, not really a problem. Um, I've got to give my second spot in the top rankings for Michelle. She refused to go down easy, although I'm tired of the boo-hooing and I'm tired of that. When it came to making the house flip, when she was on the block and when it mattered, she made things happen. I don't know that she made things happen. The second part, I think there was a bigger thing at play for her. But Michelle in the first part of this eviction uh, where the week went on, Michelle absolutely changed her game, does a 180. Let's hope that she sticks to it. Let's hope that Paul's motivational speech of saving her tears for the pillow sticks with her and she grows up a little bit and begins to play. Paul, being in my third spot, I've told you guys what I think of Paul so far. I'm, I'm really amazed by his game. Paul, for all the moronic things he does, he does everything at the right time. Um, you can keep Paul away from Pauly, but, you know, when this thing starts to go down, Paul becomes very, very attentive to what's happening and decides to make a move that was pretty big for him. But he does it in a way that keeps him completely under the radar by getting James to cancel out his vote. Genius play by Paul. Paul gets the third spot. I would put Paul in number one if I could. Uh, I told you guys I got people in the middle. It's always been Z. <laughs> we saw where that got her. I think she was two in the middle. I put Bridget in the middle. She hangs on long enough. I think if she would have gotten through the second eviction, Bridget begins to kind of form her game a little bit better. Uh, even Michelle began to talk to her. Apparently they had a good relationship when they were leaving. Funny, Michelle needed her. When Michelle needed her, Michelle wanted to be her friend. I hope Bridget kind of realized that if she was going to stay in the game. Of course, she doesn't. But she was in a safe spot right in the middle. It's kind of an either-or situation. But I think last week Bridget played the best game that she could. I think she absolutely did. On the bottom end of the power rankings, we got Z. Obviously, this was made before she was evicted. But she relied on Polly entirely too much. There's not a lot to go into. She wasn't really – she was the worst kind of floater, which is a floater who's a coattail rider. She rode Polly's coattails. She was overwhelmed with the game. She didn't really know what to do. But she was in that sweet spot for so long. But unfortunately for Z, the way of Polly is the way of Z. If Polly's having trouble, Z's going to have it as well. And that happened to her this week. It just so happened she was on the block. I think if she wouldn't have been on the block, she survives a little bit longer maybe even starts to wise up and turn on Polly. That's wishful thinking, I know, but that's the thought. But she's gone. Polly, 
Uh, Polly has so many rankings with him have done that he's been on the top. Uh, he keeps winning. He was keep, he kept winning, and people just weren't noticing. Now his game's starting to crumble. Michelle throws him under the bus. I don't think that she needed to work that hard, as she said. He kind of did it himself. I believe in the Big Brother house when an argument ensues, it's best to take the higher road. It's best to be the bigger person. It's better to look like the other person's crazy than to allow them to goat you in. Paulie allowed himself to be goaded into a situation. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. He felt challenged, and he wanted to rise to that challenge, and he wanted to say things to combat that challenge, and he really should have kept his mouth shut. It's a bad situation for Polly. I think that he got himself in a worse situation by even putting Z up. Polly made some big mistakes this week. <clears throat> He's been making the mistake of being too controlling. We've talked about that. But I think winning that POV was a huge mistake for Polly. And I think arguing back and forth with people made, made a big target for Polly. And it showed kind of how immature he is. And I think it really, really ruined his game. I think he had an opportunity to maybe sliver his safe chance, but he bit the bait, and he took off with it, and it got him in trouble. And at my very lowest place, even lower than Polly, i got to give it to James. Listen, James has slept throughout the season. He's been pretty clueless on what's been going on. And there's no mystery there. I think even if you're a James fan, you got to admit that's the truth. But the biggest thing with James is that James is indecisive this season. And getting that package... Although it helped Paul out, I think it was better for him to stay out of the vote this week. Now, I know that Natalie, you know what, it would have been funny if he had canceled his own vote. <laughs> I don't even know if he could have done that, but if he could have, I would have definitely challenged that rule. I would have gone to DR and said, hey, look, I can cancel two votes. Can one of them be mine? I would have canceled my own vote and said, look, there's been so much drama in this house. Natalie's been, you know, on my team this whole time. Polly, you know, me and you have worked together. It's been a confusing time for me. I'm going to cancel my vote, and I'm going to cancel Corey's vote or, you know, whatever. But he didn't, you know, and he's indecisive about using this thing. He does use it to his credit, but guess what it did? All it did was get him in trouble. He is no longer going to be welcome in the house of Polly. This week is a vital week with Corey being the HOH, although we've seen his nominations. But if Polly wins next week, and I can guarantee you dollars to donuts, I give my edge to Polly winning this week and winning that HOH. I think I think Paul and Victor lay low. I don't think they want to win it this week. I think they're going to give it to Polly and let Polly go race havoc. And why not? I know for entertainment purposes it doesn't make any sense, but, guys, if you are Paul and you are Victor, HOH this week is danger poison for you, stranger danger in, the, in that situation. Do not get in that zone of winning the HOH, Paul or Victor, this week. And we'll see if it sticks on Sunday. Of course, they'll run it earlier this week, and we'll find out on Twitter who gets it. But we'll see on Sunday on TV who actually gets it. But I'm telling you guys, Victor and Paul need to lay low, especially if Paulie's going to believe it. They can always go back and say, look, Victor can say, hey, I just was listening to what they said. I agree with them because they were, you know, all these people talking about you. I'm going to roll with it. Sorry. It's a game, man. I just heard him out and knew I didn't have a vote and it didn't matter. And Polly can always say, that's not true. That's why James canceled out my vote. Why do you think James canceled my vote? Paul and Victor are in too good of a spot on both sides of the house to make a move right now, but it's going to have to happen. I hope they make a solid final two, and I hope they stick with it. But James has just been called out by having to cancel out votes. He's chosen his side. 
James needs to wake up and realize he has made a choice on where he's going to be, and he needs to stick to it 100% because he's already made the decision without trying to make it. When you cancel out two votes, and they're the votes that Polly's relying on, don't try to go back to Polly and make things right. Go ahead and draw your line in the sand and say, you know what, i got to play for HOH next week. i got to turn my game on. And if James does that, he can redeem himself. But I'm suspicious that James has been sleeping through this season so long that James is going to be inevitably going to create a problem for himself. Let's just be honest. So sorry I had to speed through those guys. I know that you kind of want to get off. You know, when this thing goes over an hour, it's kind of hard to listen to. So I wanted to end that. Folks, listen, next Thursday we'll be back on it. We'll see who wins HOH on Sunday. We'll talk about that. We'll see who wins POV. We'll see who the nominations are, and we'll talk about everything. Again, please tweet me about what your suspicions are on Big Brother All Access in, in the fall. It looks like it's going to happen, but why are they not giving it a 19? Why are they not giving it any kind of special title? Let's figure this thing out. I'm sure some of you guys have got spoilers or you've read articles that tell you. I'm not in the know. You are. Let us know. Hit me up on Twitter. Guys, keep talking on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. I love it. I love you guys. And listen, we live in a world that's a harsh place. If anybody has a doubt that you're loved, I love you. You're you're in a good spot with me. So please, enjoy your week. Have fun. Tell the people that you love that you love them. It's vital and important in this world. And just enjoy it. Guys, we'll see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. This is the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.